everybody. We're back on the Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590. The Fan, a reminder to get your Awake and Rake selections in. Night one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Twos and threes in the West, ones and fours in the Eastern Conference. Some interesting lines out there for game ones across the board. We'll have to wait for the Leafs and Lightning until Tuesday, then Thursday, then Saturday. Uh, But we'll continue teeing that up now and tomorrow. The Leafs and Lightning starting tomorrow night, game one. Very, very excited for that. And to begin that coverage, let's bring in our insider, brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. That is Dave Anderchuk, Hockey Hall of Famer and Stanley Cup champion, and of course, a Lightning TV analyst at Bally Sports. Good morning, Dave. Morning. How's everybody doing? It's playoff time. It's a great time of year. <laughs> yep, here we go again. Uh, it's the rematch between the Leafs and Lightning, and it takes on a bit of a different tenor because the Leafs look like they've bolstered their roster, but a lot of people are selling themselves on the idea that the Lightning aren't what they were. So what do you say to those people who say that the Lightning aren't what they have been? Well, I would say, yes, the year has not gone probably the way that they expected. And, um, but I would never count them out. That's, that's what I would say. Um, you know, this is a team that's obviously has some veteran experience, a team that's been down this road before, uh, a team that's been to the finals three years in a row. And, um, so, you know, the, Everybody talks about, oh, they won't be able to turn on the switch, and I just, I, I just don't doubt them that uh, they won't turn things around. So uh, it will be interesting. Uh, it's a different scenario than last year for sure. Uh, and the Leafs have done what they need to do to get ready to play them. As, as we all know, uh, this has been kind of in the books for a few months now already, uh, this clash that, of these two really good teams. In what ways are the Lightning different than they were last year? Uh, I think defensively they're a little bit different. Uh, you know, their six are different than they were last year. Uh, I think there's steps forward that some of the players took. Uh, others are new. And, uh, you know, Radish is new. You know, Purvis is new. He's That would be his. They're both in their first playoff run. So, I think that that's more than anything else. I think uh, last year down the stretch, they shut things down. They didn't give up a lot of chances. Vasilevsky was really good. Um, a little different scenario this year. Uh, they're giving up more chances. They're still scoring goals. They still got the offensive weapons. Uh, but I think that's kind of been their downfall in the last month or so is defensively. But, you know, again, um, it's the playoff time. And I, I still believe, you know, you have one of the best goalies in the world, and <laughs> that could be the difference. We, we've talked about the Lightning sort of understanding pace better than any other NHL team, and I guess that you, you kind of earn that after going to the Stanley Cup three straight years, but maybe not leaving third year, third gear rather until this point of the season and gearing yourself up uh, at a certain point where you really up the intensity. Has that progression been seen at this point in the se- at, 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 at all this season? Because, you know, we're looking at the record since January 1 or March 1st, and it kind of is laboring a little bit. Like, have they been able to or even needed to kick it into gear like they have so many times? Yeah, I, I, mentally it's been a tough year for them, to be honest with you. I, you know, they obviously, this group has played a lot of hockey in the last little while, more than any other team in the league. And um, I think mentally... 
John Cooper and his staff have tried to kind of, you know, get them away from the game. And I think, I think they've, you know, uh, and and I'm, you know, and I'm sure that, you know, you guys talk about it with the Leafs and, you know, where they were going to sit and whether they wanted to get, you know, home ice advantage. They weren't catching the Bruins. They were going to play the Leafs. You know, this has been going on for a, a month or so. And I think these guys have kind of like, Hey, let's just get to the playoffs, right? Like, and, and I think mentally that's probably been their downfall more than anything else. And um, by the times we've seen this team be like who they are and their identity, and at other times, you know, it's kind of odd to watch the way that they play. So, um, but with that said, um, again, I, this is a group that. Uh, you just you just never know you know that uh, they can turn things on and it, and it can happen and no matter regardless of what's happened in the last ten games or the last month or so I I I, I still I'm interested to see how they're you know how they're going to approach this and how things are going to go in this series. So we saw the Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in the last week of the regular season. It was a pretty like high intensity game, physical, the Tampa Bay Lightning were kind of poking the bear a little bit. Um, I wonder if you see that that being the type of style of hockey that Tampa wants to play coming into tomorrow night's game, if they see an advantage with their grit, with uh, a little bit of a physicality that maybe the Maple Leafs, even though they did try to address it, maybe still don't match up with. Well, I think there will be some respect on both sides. Um, I don't think you're going to see that kind of game. I think the lightning, especially after the whistles, right? Like that's, that can't happen in the playoffs. And these guys know that <laughs> you just have to look at the players that the, that the Leafs have for their power play. And you, you just don't want to go to the box if you can help it. And you still want to be physical. You still want to finish your checks. You want to grind them down. You know, you want to get in their face and you do all that, but I just, they got to stay out of the box and the Leafs also. You know, I think they know that, you know, Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, Hedman, you know, Sergachev, I mean, they got they got the weapons on the power play that can win you games. So I think, you know, I think both teams will be very cautious of going to the box. So, you know, how physical will it get? I, you know, I think there will be at times, but um, I think both teams respect each other's power plays too much to <laughs> have a lot of shenanigans, you know, um, after the whistles for sure. When you look at the Maple Leafs, and, and we've been talking about this for quite a while, they have a lot of pressure, but also maybe a little bit of a desperation factor, right? This is a, a very pivotal time for them. They have an, a GM that has no contract. They have some major players that need to be signed in the next couple of years, and there's definitely a lot of eyes on can they get over this hurdle. Do you see an edge with a team that has like just an opportunity to break through and then go on a run, which we expect if you win round one, like, you know, the ceiling, it just explodes. There's so much potential for you. Do you, do you see an edge maybe with the Maple Leafs with so much desperation coming into this series and the Tampa Bay Lightning? As you say, they've played a lot of hockey over the last three years. They've won two cups, like maybe a little bit less of a must, must, must win because everything would fall apart if they don't. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we look at that, uh, you know, that's that's the factor that, you know, everybody looks at in this series is, you know, the Leafs uh, haven't got out of the first round in obviously a number of years. There's pressure on these guys to get out, and here it is. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning again. Um, so, you know, for them and that group, 
Um, you know, if I would be sitting in the room, I would be saying, okay, this is our year. You know, forget about anything else that's happened. This is our year. And maybe it is. But on the other side, it's the Lightning that, you know, have a lot of pride. Um, John Cooper <laughs> amazingly gets this group um, to play the next level. Um, and and that's, that's something that the Leafs have to be wary of, that, you know, uh, they're just not going to steamroll a team just because they've, you know, they've gone, you know, four and seven in their last 11 games. Um, I think that the Leafs have got to have a little bit of respect for them because of that. But at the same time, I mean, you know, hey, um, they are a very good team. And I think they've got to go out and prove that on the ice. I mean, we're all talking how good they are, but they've got to do it on the ice. So I know the pressure in Toronto. I've been there. Uh, I, I understand, especially starting at home. You know, and, and, and the pressure that happens. So, um, but in their case, I mean, uh, I would hope that, uh, you know, uh, the series goes the way that, you know, the, the, the best team wins. And that's what's, what it's all about. One thing Leaf fans are clinging to is the idea that the superstars, namely Andre Vasilevsky and Victor Hedman, aren't what they used to be. Uh, I'm not going there with Andre Vasilevsky. I'll have to see it in big games before I ever get to that point. He's still a top 10 goaltender this year statistically. But Victor Hedman, maybe there's some more credence to that. What's went wrong for Victor Hedman this season because it just hasn't been as productive as previous ones? Yeah, I think offensively he hasn't had the year that, you know, he's had in the past. I think the emergence of Mikhail Sergachev has kind of changed that a little bit. Uh, you know, they've kind of been back and forth on that number one power play unit, and that's taken the pressure off of Victor offensively to be the guy. Um, so with that said, he's still Victor Hedman. He still skates better than <laughs> very than most in the league. Uh, and he's great defensively. And I think, you know, people overlook that because you're looking at, you know, his numbers. Well, um, the numbers offensively might not be there, but Victor Hedman is still a very dominant player in this league. And this is the one guy, too, that I would be circling on the board that, um, you know, we've, cannot, we've got to make sure that we frustrate him. We make sure that we can't get him going. Because he can, he can take over games. And we watched in the last three playoff years, where, you know, he's a dominant player. And I think he still has that in him. So that's the one guy that I believe can, you know, flip the switch. And, you know, obviously, you know, we all looked at him offensively and he's not having the year. And then all of a sudden in the playoffs, you know, he's leading all defensemen. And, and that can happen for Victor Hedman. So uh, in Andre Vasilevsky's case, <laughs> he is who he is. We've all watched him since you know, his world junior days and how he's turned himself into, you know, one of the better goalies in the league, if not the best. So uh, I, I don't worry about him at all. I think he, he'll be ready to answer the bell. You mentioned the, you know, the mental and physical toll of going to the Stanley Cup final three years in a row and playing all this hockey. Uh, you know, maybe we're seeing that. Maybe they're pacing themselves beautifully. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I feel like it's been a little bit different, the conversation around John Cooper and his relationship with the team this year. There's been some instances where he's used discipline, whether sitting guys, benching guys, whatever. You know, his greatest strength as a coach may be that he's lasted, right? Like, it's he's the longest-tenured coach in the NHL by far, and he's done an incredible job 
staying relevant in that locker room because you can become irrelevant very, very soon or very, very quickly as a head coach. But are we seeing like something there? Are there cracks in the foundation there? Like is John Cooper's influence the same as it always was? I think it is. And if not more, he's actually coaching. <laughs> he's like, that's what, that's what coaching is, is getting your guys to be mentally ready to play. And I think it's been a challenge this year. Um, you know, Hey, listen, it was, it was a challenge last year. You win two cups in a row and uh, you're starting on the road and they got through that. They got through it. And I, I have no doubt that um, these guys respect John Cooper uh, and, you know, sometimes, you know, he has to push the right buttons. And I, he has done that his whole career. And I, and I believe he's done it again this year to try to get this team mentally prepared for this grind to get to these, to get to tomorrow night. And that hasn't been easy this year. But I think John has done a really good job of keeping it fresh, as you said. Uh, this is a guy that, um, you know, uh, whether he has the horses or not, he's, he's still got to get them going in the right direction. He's done that, uh, you know, his whole career. We're talking to Dave Anderchuk, former NHL Ford Hockey Hall of Famer, of course, Stanley Cup champ. And you are a analyst with Valley Sports Sun, which means you have been taking a look at the Maple Leafs and how they match up coming into tomorrow night's game. So where's the biggest improvement in this version of the Maple Leafs versus last year and maybe something that the Tampa Bay Lightning are circling as an X factor that they need to eliminate? Uh, I think it's their, you know, their bottom six. It's probably better than it has been in the past. Um, you know, I'm sure you're talking a lot about their goaltending and what will happen there. I think it will be a lot more solid than, than people expect. Um, and that's, I think, improvement from last year. So, um, I don't know. The depth that they have is, is maybe a little bit better than they've had in the past. They still have the weapons up front. And, you know, do the weapons kind of both of these teams, both of these teams, do they, um, you know, they're top guys that they kind of cancel each other out, right? Like, um, what will happen there? And what? And I think, you know, what's going on with that fourth line with the Lightning? You know, how are they going to play? It's, is Maroon and Perry going to be that kind of, you know, dominant, in-your-face kind of line? Or, or are they going to be scrambling in their own end? So that, to me, is will be the difference in the series. Uh, and obviously, staying out of the box. I think special teams will play a pretty big role. So... Um, but if you look at the Leafs, I mean, they've made the moves. I think Ryan O'Reilly obviously would have been a really big deal. Achari is going to help on their bottom six. And will the Lightning be able to respond to that? Um, you know, the other, I'm, I'm really interested in the matchups. Like, what is Sheldon going to do, right? Like, we're, who's he going to? Who's he going to play against? Anthony Sorelli, right? Like, that's going to be a, a tough matchup, whoever it is. So I, I will be interested right at the start. We'll know right away in the first period of, you know, what, what Sheldon's looking for. He's got the last change, so he can he can kind of dictate that. But um, it will be a very interesting series. And, you know, we're all looking forward to it. <laughs> we've all had the – we've all been circled it on our calendar. We've all been waiting for, you know, almost two or three months because we've known this is going to happen. I think that the most interesting part of the, of the last couple months was – 
the fact that we knew these two teams are going to play each other and it was just a waiting game, as you mentioned. But the home ice advantage to me was something that I guess the Maple Leafs had circled for the last little while trying to capture. They did obviously get that um, in the end. But you mentioned the coaching battle. Now, that will be key because um, last change will be important between these two. I wonder how much comes down to I, I know you've obviously played on home ice and, and on the road but is that that big of a deal like did we make too much of a bit a bit of a big deal that Maple Leafs got home ice advantage like it's it's going to play out really well for them now Sheldon Keefe can out coach and is it that big of a factor or are you just dialed in for every single game and that doesn't really move the needle much um you know I don't think I don't think it's been that big of a factor in today's game you know back in the day when you you know, you didn't have the, you know, you had to stay on at the icings. I think that changes things a little bit. I still think he'll be able to get the matchups that he wants, um, especially early in the game. Is he going to, you know, is he going to play Marner, you know, against the Stamkos line or the Kucherov line? And, you know, what's John Cooper? Is he going to put them all three of them together? And Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see those matchups early. Um, I, you know, obviously – regardless you want a game seven in your building and I know it didn't work out well for the Leafs last year hey and it didn't work out well for us in 94 either so you know but ultimately I think that that's what you want um you want that game seven in your building and you know in 04 we worked very hard to get home ice advantage we lose the president's trophy right at the end of the year we were pushing all the way through what ends up happening is we get two game sevens in our building, conference finals and cup finals, and we win both of those games. So I, I obviously on that side, I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, yes, it does happen. You're going to lose a game seven, but you always want one in your building. And I think the Leafs were no different. They wanted to make sure that, you know, they were not playing a game seven in Tampa if it happens to be that. And they got that. So, um, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, but it uh, we'll know we'll know pretty 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 quick on uh you know where this where these matchups go and how how Sheldon Keith is going to try to defend against you know their their top forwards so lots of changes on both sides but if we're looking at the matchups and we're looking at additions or new fresh blood to the series uh Ryan O'Reilly would be uh at the forefront of everyone's mind in terms of players that could be difference makers, players that could change how things played out uh, compared to last season. How do you think Ryan O'Reilly changes the calculus here for both coaches uh, as they look to deal with changes uh, within that matchup? Well, I think the first and foremost, you know, his, his experience, I think he's going to help them in the locker room. Um, I don't know him personally, but I would assume that, you know, he has walked in there. He's now been comfortable to say things in the room, to, you know, to, to calm the bench down when things aren't going well. Um, all of those factors as a veteran guy that's, that's won a cup before. Um, his play on the ice, um, uh, you know, we all know, you know, what he has done and, and what he has done in the playoffs. and he, he will pick up his game. I think the Lightning, you know, that's one thing that, maybe is different from last year. It's that face-off win on a PK uh, that they weren't getting last year, and Stamkos was winning them. And we'll, we'll see that battle matchup uh, on face-offs, especially on special teams. So where they put him, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, they've had him in the top six. 
most of the time. You know, I think the Leafs, again, I think the series might come down to the bottom six, and maybe he does slide down the lineup, and that will help the Leafs. So, uh, but, yeah, he is, he's, been, he's a great addition. Uh, you know, whether you have him, you know, for the next two months or, or, or not, I think, you know, having that guy in the lineup is, is going to help them. Last one for you, Dave. Uh, thematically, one of the big stories of this uh, series is the aspect of having to beat someone again. Uh, and even within the series, you see this as a struggle between these two teams. Like last year, it was like Leafs win, Lightning respond. Leafs win, Lightning respond. It just goes back and forth. It is difficult to beat someone even game over game and series over series for the second straight time. I'm not sure if you had this in your career, but the Lightning have done it over the past few seasons here, played the Islanders in back-to-back playoffs. They were pushed by the Islanders that second time. But then you had the Panthers last year, swept them very, very easily after playing them in more difficult circumstances the year prior to that. Just the idea of beating a team for the second time and just how hard that might be. Well, you're familiar with the team, and, yeah, it's not easy. Both teams now know each other. I think, you know, again, you know, going back to this team, this matchup has been has been set for a few months. So, you know, coaching staffs are prepared. You know, your, your video guys have all got, have got plenty of tape that you can show players. They're all familiar with each other. And, you know, and really it comes down to a battle of will, right? Like, you know, the skill is there on both sides. It's, it's, it's that one-on-one battle. It's getting that puck out. It's winning that face off all these small little things that maybe the Leafs haven't, you know, really done in the past. And, you know, will they, you know, they obviously understand now what they have to do. And they've watched it last year of a team that, you know, you were, you know, that finished below you in the standings that, you know, that found a will, way to, to will it out. And will that happen again? So, yeah, not easy to beat a team twice, but you are familiar with them. And uh, that's one thing that John Cooper and his staff have, have been really good at is preparing these players against, you know, uh, any kind of matchup they have in the playoffs. Uh, it is a fascinating series on paper when you include the historical con- uh, context of both teams, one with immense success, the other one with the immense failure. Also, John Cooper coming to Toronto. He loves the Toronto media. <laughs> I mean, everything about this oh, series yeah, <laughs> is uh, awesome, and it's going to be so fun to track over the next uh, few weeks here. Uh, we appreciate the time, Dave. Uh, enjoy your time in Toronto, and uh, yep. yeah, enjoy the series. It should be a very, very fun okay. one. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Anytime. That's Dave Anderchuk, Hockey Hall of Famer, Stanley Cup champion, Bally Sports Analyst for the Lightning. He does it all. And our insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect ex- excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. I, I like, well, I was just going to say one thing. Go, sorry. Go ahead, I like that he sees that this comes down to a lot of depth in bottom six because what did we talk about last season when the Maple Leafs fell short, uh, Nick Paul, and a lot of mm-hmm. depth that just overcame him. I mean, if you look at the top four or the top, yeah, I guess four for each team, it, it is pretty even in a sense. I know that they have some more higher point scores, but you look at the distribution of points pretty much on par. So what does it come down to? What you did at the trade deadline, you added some depth, you added some grit, you got Ryan O'Reilly, Nola Chari, you have new players, new faces in that locker room. I think that that fact that he's circled that as a point of emphasis and a point of maybe an X factor the Maple Leafs have should be a positive feeling for Leaf fans because that's something they actively addressed, right? And and if that's going to be the difference, I feel like I feel way more confident in this year's bottom six than I have 
previously. Yeah, I think you both nailed it. I mean, if you're if you're in Dave's position, you saw them win the series that way. Mm-hmm. The Nick Pauls of the world helped them win the series. The Corey Perrys of the world helped them win the series. And now this year, while he hasn't maybe seen it like we have, the, he knows there's improvements. He knows it's a little bit different. How yeah. much different is it going to be? Uh, I think that might decide the series. But we can be confident, I think, that the Leafs are far improved in that regard. And now I guess it's time to figure out what that's worth. And if the core four wasn't the biggest of playoff performers in the past three or four years, let's say, imagine if they can elevate 20% and you have that ability. 20% will do it, I think. And you have your bottom six rounded out. And you have a goaltender that, knock on wood, has been pretty damn consistent down the stretch here for the Maple Leafs. And you feel maybe a, a higher level of confidence in him than you have anyone else. That's a team that's much better on paper and it's all about performance. And I asked him about a team with pressure and a team with so much on the line. It's how you use that, right? A team can really crumble underneath that, which we've seen in the past. But I think with the addition of someone like Ryan O'Reilly, who's been a clutch playoff performer, he's won a Stanley Cup. I know that we often kind of glamorize the vet coming in and having all this experience. I think he is the factor, as we know. Mm. But I really think that that's going to change. You know, if you're down one nothing, 2-1 in a series, you look around, the team does look different. A little bit from last year, you have someone that knows how to elevate his team and elevate his own performance in a moment of pressure. Maybe you turn that pressure into, was it pressure into power? Diamonds. Diamonds. Pressure makes diamonds. There's diamonds in a Stanley Cup ring. Many. <laughs> we'll see how many of the Leafs jam into one one day, hopefully. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, like 1967 of them. <laughs> Can you imagine? They would count up and put uh, that many in. That'll be a tough task for the jeweler, but appropriate. Anyway. But appropriate. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to, it's 8 a.m., right? And I don't want to put too much into it, but he he seems mm-hmm. in his voice to illustrate or underscore that it has been a tough season for the Lightning. Like, I don't know if this is the most confident group at this current moment. Again, all this could change. Vasilevsky himself could change that and eliminate whatever 20% or whatever percentage the top four or core four adds. It's possible. But maybe they're slow playing us. Mm. Maybe they're, maybe, maybe. But it just seems like the confidence that once was there yeah. is not completely there. And again, reading through the lines, but this is mean, not he's just not it's on just the not team? just Abe Andrewchuk's tone. It's everything. <laughs> everything about this. Everyone, everyone that's talking about it, everyone that's analyzing all But that's the, when it's scary all because the narrative you can't underestimate a team like that. You can't. But the narrative suggests it's the Maple Leafs time. It's on oh, them. Oh, I agree. It's on them to seize that opportunity, though. And that's it. It all comes down to, yeah, the narrative, the betting lines, the fan base. Everybody thinks that this is your time. So what do you got to do to make it happen? Starts tomorrow. I cannot wait for meaningful Maple Leafs hockey. Uh, We do have Blue Jays and Astros kicking off this three-game trip to Houston. Um, We've got NBA tonight. You've got the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. All of that and more to tee up in the Wake and Rake. So you can send your picks in at 590-590. We'll put together our Wake and Rake parlay. I need a new, fresh week, personally. It was kind of the weakest link last week, and I got to own up to it. Pressure makes diamonds. There you go. That's next on the Wake and Rake. The best Blue Jays show out there, period. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Now it's time for Wake and Rake. You could be raking in the dough with your kind of accuracy. Show me the money! With Ailish and Justin. All right, so it's Monday. We have the NHL playoffs starting tonight. You can still get your futures in before that begins, so it's kind of time to pounce on them now because things change as soon as the puck drops. Yep. You can do your futures for Con Smythe, which obviously futures Cuth here loves a little futures bet. I mean, Con Smythe, is, it's fun. It's so fun. It's fun because there's a lot of strategy involved. But there's also no strategy. <laughs> no, there's a lot of strategy. You kind of just go with your gut. I, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a three-step approach to betting the Smythe trophy, and let's go over it. I bet it's who do you think's going to win, Kay. who do you think's going to be the best player. Okay, okay, just <laughs> slow, slow your roll a little bit. <laughs> this is the process. You yes. make a short list. Who can win the Stanley Cup? We went over it today. Mm-hmm. Frank's given us his picks. You can eliminate it's process elimination everyone off the board that is has no chance of winning the Stanley Cup. So do you think Florida can win the Stanley Cup? No, I don't think just so. scratch them all off the list, right? So yes. what's our short list? We decided Boston has a chance to win, right? Oilers. Oilers. That's Maple two Leafs. teams. Maple Leafs can win the Stanley Cup. Three. Um ugh, I said I was gonna say the abs, but I don't really f- I'm putting, but I mean, yeah. I'm putting Dallas on that list. Okay. Very fun. Now, do we believe in Colorado or Vegas? I believe in both of those teams. Do you think they can win the Stanley Cup? I would honestly pick Vegas over Colorado. Do you think either can win the Stanley Cup this year? I think anyone can win the Stanley no, Cup. No, 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 you don't. You don't think Seattle can win the Stanley Cup? You never know. Okay, no, so I don't. You're not in a rush I to make a don't. short list here. Okay, so I just gave you four teams. Can I give you four? Okay, so the okay. short list is Dallas, Edmonton, Boston, Toronto. If you want to just start with that and then reevaluate yeah, after let's the next start round. With four. So you've picked the teams that you think can win the Stanley Cup. Now, who's going to get credit for them winning the Stanley Cup? Boston. Um, I would say their goaltender. Mm-hmm. Linus Allmark, for sure. Or, like, Patrice Bergeron. I don't think... Or, Pat- sorry, sorry, David Pasternak. David, I sorry. think, David, I think it's going to be very, very difficult for Patrice Bergeron or Brad Marchand no, to no, outplay no. Definitely Pasternak. David Pasternak. Yeah. So Pasternak... Fittingly, is the favorite to win the Smythe Trophy. Oh. Linus Allmark uh, is in about the top five. I got them both at 16 and 12 to 1, respectively, when the market opened on Saturday. Uh, if you're Boston, you know, Boston has probably around a 25% chance to win the Stanley Cup. I know people who actually set odds for this mm-hmm. would probably disagree with that, probably a little bit high, but they're a elite team and we have them on the short list and they are one of the most likely teams to win the Stanley Cup. It behooves you to grab their best players right off the bat. Maple Leafs. Who's going to get credit if they win the Stanley Cup? I would say Austin Matthews. Mm-hmm. Would Samsonov be in this? I think he would. Wow. Is he a... What's Samsonov's number? Is that... 80 to 1. And I have some of that. Wow. I mean, Mitch Marner would be... Mitch Marner as well. ...a great pick. But is Austin Matthews getting more of the pizzazz? I think only those three could win. Okay. Right? Like a, a Nylander... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ob- what about a former Conn Smythe champion? I think it's going to be a tall task for Ryan but, O'Reilly well, to get that much. Just tell me the Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, I'd have to look Can for it. Can you imagine the storyline just for a second? Let me quickly look for Maple it. Maple Leafs acquire Hamlet, Clinton, Ontario, <laughs> Ryan <laughs> is, O'Reilly at the trade deadline. Hamlet the first thing that He's bleeds blue. He comes home. We get his father on the, on the line. He's just overjoyed. He joins the Maple Leafs. They make the playoff run of everyone's dreams. They win the Stanley Cup. Ryan O'Reilly wins a con Smythe. He signs a long-term deal with the Maple Leafs. What's the Conn's right number for, way for too Ryan much money? Ryan? 100, 150 to 1. 
I'm putting some stake on that. Let's okay. do it. Hey, you okay. Know what? So you you add O'Reilly. Think to your about list. the storybook, Justin. O'Reilly, Samsonov, Marner, Matthews. I have already bet Matthews, Marner, and Samsonov. Okay. Maybe I'll add O'Reilly. Just come Team on bet. for me. Okay, so that brings us to the Oilers. Of course, Connor McDavid, right? The question you have to ask after that is, can anyone else get credit for it? Well, it's the same thing. Is It's Connor McDavid's world and we're all living in it, but Leon Dreisaitl has just been the answer's, sadly the beside answer's no, him. no, isn't it? No, isn't it the is answer no, no, which is too bad because it's... Like the, the Dreisaitl might have a better playoff performance, but it's still going to be the Connor McDavid... Yeah, show. and narrative is very, very important. Like, they are going to want to give Connor McDavid his flowers. It may be the only chance they get, right? So uh, I think for sure I would just bet Connor McDavid, and I have, and you should leave out Leon Dreisaitl, at least in my opinion, because <laughs> the only way he outshines McDavid, I think, to the extent that it he has to, to be outrageous. is if McDavid sits, if McDavid is injured, and sits. are you going to the Stanley Cup? Not sits. If he's injured, is he going <laughs> to go? We're going to healthy scratch McDavid, <laughs> actually. We're going to actually. Healthy... We're gonna bigly well, uh, brain this. Healthy for 97 here. <laughs> No, I, that, like he would have to get injured, and you're not going to the Stanley Cup final and winning it no. if McDavid's injured. So I think it's McDavid or no one with the Oilers. Okay. And, that, and then Dallas, that, that's our kind of fringe team. I think everyone kind of agrees mm. on Toronto, Edmonton, Boston. Jake Ottinger is 40 to 1. Okay. And who else is going to get credit? Maybe Miro Heiskanen? Maybe. Joe Pavelski? Nah. God, no. No, I don't think so. I think I think the play from Dallas is forty to one. How about Jake Jason Roberts, Robertson? Maybe, How's he doing? maybe we'll see where he's at. I okay. I kind of skipped over him. He's forty to one right now. Maybe that's not the worst. I think there's no way that's they low win down my list of if things Ottinger I would do. Yeah. Isn't crazy crazy good? Yeah, I and mean, I think that's the upside. I know this is putting you on the spot, but like, how often is the goaltender the Conn Smythe Trophy winner? Well, Vasilevsky's won one every like recently, two to four times. J.S. Shiger had one. I'm trying. No, I would say it's less than that. Maybe four. Okay, maybe every one every time, four maybe. or five times. Makes sense to me. Maybe I am undervaluing a little bit. I'm gonna just quickly look it up. Conn Smythe Trophy award winners. Oh well, look at this. Who do we got? Um, well, we have. You can sort it by. Did Jonathan goaltenders? Um, ooh, the last time that a goaltender won. Vasi. Was well, yes, Vasilevsky. Yeah, but we have um, the next time before that was Jonathan Quick in 2012 and Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas in 2011. So that's three in the last 12 years. And Cam Ward in 06. So that's that. That is about every five. That is about. And then Patrick Waugh won it three times, I believe. The only time anyone's ever won three of them Hmm. as a goaltender. Okay, so there's our top four. Is there anyone else you actually believe can win the Stanley Cup? Let's say... Can the Lightning win the Stanley Cup? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Can the Colorado Avalanche win the Stanley Cup? I don't feel confident about it. I think maybe, but you wait and see how they do. Like, I'm not going to put high money up to bet on the Colorado Avalanche. Agreed. Vegas? I... Like, I'm not saying no, but still, I I gave you four teams. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what you do. You stick with the four for now, or you stick with who you're most confident to win a couple rounds, mm-hmm. and you reevaluate at, at that point. But if you start, if you're building like a portfolio, Conn Smythe portfolio, and you start with Matthews, Samsonov, Allmark, Pasternak, mm-hmm. Ottinger, and the team I'm missing out west, Connor McDavid, that's six, I believe. I think the worst you could do there is two to one. Yeah. 
if you're if you're right. And I think with those six, uh, you're in a good spot to start, and then you can adjust as need be. You could also put a little less on Ottinger compared to Pasternak. For sure. Go with your confidence. But if you start with Pasternak, Allmark, McDavid, you might be in a pretty good spot. Well, we have those two teams going head-to-head in the Stanley Cup final. Can you parlay a Conn Smythe in that as Stanley Cup champion? Probably not. That'd be crazy. But it's also a decent option for like, okay, the Oilers are maybe 9-1-ish, to 8-1-ish to mm-hmm. win the Stanley Cup. Why not just take McDavid at 12-1? to 1? If they win the Stanley Cup, McDavid's winning it. Just juice your odds a little bit more. Sounds about right. Okay. Well, good luck ahead. Um, you got to get those in before, I believe, tonight because the lines will change a little bit. I think, yeah, it will I mean, it'll it'll stay fluid, though. Depending on your book, you'll be drop, able to get it at any still. time. But, you yeah, it will change big time. Okay. So, want to take a look at just the series that are beginning tonight. Sure. We have uh, Islanders and Hurricanes, and we both have the Hurricanes going through. We have Boston and Florida, and we both have Boston going through. We have Minnesota and Dallas. We both have Dallas going through, and Edmonton, L.A., and we both have Edmonton going through. So great variety on this show. Yeah, I mean, not not much uh, not much between us. But it depends, like, how confident you are and what you're so willing to bet. we want to, I think, I think the Carolina Ranger or Islander series will be closer than maybe, a, you know, a, they're, they're favorites, but I, I do feel like, as you said, the small spot to maybe fade them a little bit. You probably don't want to be betting the money line on Carolina because it could be closer than than right. maybe what the lines makers suggest. I do have a lot of confidence that they're going to win the series semi-comfortably. I have bet them to win minus one and a half on the spread mm-hmm. and also bet them to win game one and win the series. That's plus money. That's cool. Uh, if you play, I mean, Carolina could fall behind, but that's why I guess I split the two just in case. But I do think... This is the team that's going to be ready for game one that mm. does lean on its structure. The Islanders do as well, and they're opportunists, opportunists themselves. But this is the good thing about betting series is like hockey is a high-variant sport. One game, goaltenders off, shooting percentages are high. That can change, and that's why it's difficult to bet the NHL on a game-to-game basis. But when you do get a larger sample, usually you get more of a true result. And I think over the course of six or seven games... Carolina will pull uh, or will separate itself. So that's why I wouldn't go just like strictly win game one, win the series. That's why I mixed it with the spread. But I do think they're going to have success in the series. And I bet my opinion that way. If there's one team in this four pack to upset in the first round of the playoffs, who would it be? Minnesota? I'll put it this way. I only, the only one I didn't bet to win minus one and a half games of this group is the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. So you think that one could be pretty tight? I mean, they played each other a lot down the stretch here and we got to see them. And, and it's Edmonton be had a fiery lot of series. success. Yeah. Edmonton did have a lot of success, but I cannot eliminate last year from my brain where it was really, really mm-hmm. difficult for Edmonton to get by this team. You got guys like Phil Deneau who made life miserable on the Leafs and other teams <laughs> on a path to a Stanley Cup final just a couple of years ago. Uh, I, I do think they have something for the Oilers. And for that reason, I think that it might be hard for Edmonton to separate itself. I think the Oilers in seven is not a decent bet. If you want to do like the exact outcome, that's probably like four plus 450 or something like that. Uh, I did bet Edmonton to win game one and win the series because I do expect them to get on a, on a, on a good note. Um, but I don't have the same confidence as I do at Boston and Dallas. They do Edmonton. Okay, so four games tonight kicking off the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. You've got uh, Hurricanes, Bruins, Stars, and Oilers, all favorites tonight. Are you going to pick anything from the NHL? Uh, No, but I'll give you one last futures bet. Dallas to win the West plus 650. I think it's worth getting in now. Okay. Uh, Actually, I am going to. I think 
I'm a little bit torn. Ah, we'll go with the NHL. It's been a good run in the NHL. I'm just going to go Carolina on the money line. I think it's minus 145 right now. It's not the not the best pick in terms of value. Uh, but as I mentioned, I do think Carolina. Um, actually, it's minus 165. Uh, that's a little. That's a little extreme. Maybe I'll go Dallas. I'll go Dallas. Dallas minus 145. That's where I want to go. Dallas okay. to get off on the right foot. Again, we're backing them all the way through. Uh, got them on the series. Got them to win the Western Conference. I think they're a dangerous team out West. And Jake Ottinger is the type of player who can change the dynamic of a mm-hmm. series. But just in this matchup, I think they're better than Minnesota. I will probably be betting. If they had 145 every game, I bet them 145 every time. All right. So I will in game one. Okay. So let's go through some wake and rake picks because the one I like is certainly heavy in the text line as well. So uh, Morning English and Justin, I'm going with... This is my pick too. Gosman over strikeouts and Kings money line over the Warriors. That Kings, not the other Kings. Uh, Courier Chris and Hamilton. By the way, our beam team out one nothing over the Warriors. Ooh, light the beam, baby. It's quite the scene out there. I finally saw awesome. the beam. Finally? I mean, I've, I've seen the beam, but like I saw like people the, and excitement yeah. around the beam. That was my first uh, experience. Wow, where have with you that. been, Bandwagon? I know you. Every night you're watching the Sacramento the Kings. Beam sacrificing sleep uh morning alish and justin told you the rays were frauds <laughs> i would take the blue jays on the money line today a nice minus 120 don't think houston's very good at the moment and the jays have their ace right. on the mound in kevin gosman love that good morning uh for today's anchor i'm going to take the over six and a half in edmonton la we all know where Jules is going she'll take the warriors minus one today as they need to take one in sacramento i agree i actually think the warriors tonight is a good play we talked about this off the air um so maybe that could be a parlay piece for us but I would be surprised to see the beam team go up 2-0, but they're the beam team. I would be stunned if it's 2-0 beam team going uh, going to Golden State. That'd be crazy. Uh, Next one, Carson and Markham. Hey, that's a new name. Hey, Carson. Gosman over six and a half strikeouts plus money. Astros haven't got off to the best start. And Kevin, Kevin seems like he's already locked in for another great season. He does appear that way. All right, I got the good one here, Neil in Newfoundland. Good morning. Back with some tennis picks from ATP. Banya Luka, I really like. Dawson Lajovic to beat Philip Krajnovic. Did you miss me, Ailish? Yeah. Lajovic has been playing better this year and owns a 2 nothing record head-to-head. So Lajovic on the money line. Okay, Neil, Laj- Neil, welcome back. Uh, loved, love to see it. Lajovic, Lajovic on the money line, minus 130. And finally, Corey from Port Hope. Good morning. My wake and rate pick tonight. Kings and Oilers over six and a half. Oh, that's double. Interesting. Double support. Because you liked something from that game, but you were the... No, you didn't like Kings. Sorry. Uh, I just uh, they the last couple games have been pretty tight. I know one was a two nothing mm-hmm. victory for the Edmonton Oilers. I think the other one was low scoring as well. I think we got a different Edmonton team right now. But again, that's two two supporting the over. We might have to go that route. But we both like the Warriors. I think we go with the Warriors. Okay, let's go with the Warriors. Sorry, I'm making the executive decision. Let's go with the Warriors. Warriors um, minus one and a half. I'm seeing. If you're good with that, we can lock that one in. Yeah, let's do it. I, I don't want to bet against the beam team, but I also like to see the series go longer so I can watch more beam team. How do you, mm-hmm. you like that one? I just, again, I cannot imagine this being, like, again, it's not over. Going back to Golden State, that's a completely different dynamic. And Warriors have been bad on the road. They sure have. But they were they were in that game for sure. It was tight. It was close. Uh, and I think the Warriors are going to see some urgency tonight. Can you tell me what you're seeing, Kevin Gosman, strikeouts, um, where you're looking? Because I don't have it up yet. Um, I just want to get around the same. I will take a look while you... They said plus money. Um, Definitely going to... I'm going to go Kevin Gosman over strikeouts. He's the biggest point of confidence I have in that Blue Jays rotation, even though Gosman... uh, Even though... 
Burrios and Kikuchi had great weekends, but it's Kevin Gosman, it's Cy Young season for him. I, I'd like to keep seeing him rolling, um, especially on the road in Houston. So, yep, six and a half plus 105 for Kevin okay. Gosman. Perfect. So, um, our Wake and Lake Rake parlay to kick off game one, night one of the Stanley Cup playoffs will be Dallas Stars on the money line. Warriors on the spread and Kevin Gosman over strikeouts. When you parlay that, it's plus 592. Love it. That's a good one. I like it a lot. Um, that's your Wake and Rake. The RBC Heritage Open was a uh, nail-biter for me, even though I didn't watch a second of it. Um, I watched the scoreboard, though. <laughs> your guys were – you had some oof, electric picks there in the end, but – yeah, I can't. I can't. I'm quite so hit the glad outright. that they all fell apart. I, it was like the 12th, 13th hole when I was like really dialed into it. Yeah. I think I had three guys in the top five. Yeah, you had Cantlay, who I really liked, and you snagged for me. Thigala mm-hmm. uh, was up there, and all of a sudden, Sunjay M was even up in the top seven. Yeah, he was. He there. There was three of five for sure at one point, and then but it seemed like Spieth was just kind of in control, and then Matthew Fitzpatrick. Who was kind of quietly and just Hovland moseying around? Started really hot, of course. I don't he know did. where he ended up. Yeah, he had a bat. He was like plus seven on. Oh, I don't Saturday think I had night. anyone in the top twenty-five. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was a good week for me, but it means nothing, unfortunately. Yeah, you know what God. else I hope means nothing? What? If you missed us oh, in the no. six a.m. hour, we did our tarot reading for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the results were pretty bad. <laughs> uh, if you're a Leaf fan, so uh, I encourage you if you want to hear exactly what the. Uh, clairvoyance and the spirits believe is going to happen in round one versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Check out our podcast at 6 a.m. hour. It's the last 20 minutes or so. Uh, Yeah. We got a lot of people messaging in that are feeling a little discouraged, but it was really negative, but the the response wasn't all that negative. I thought people would be like really angry, little visceral response to uh, what was a, (laughs) a, actually pretty graphic. uh, It was actually outrageous. I, I, I'm still laughing. It was very and how funny. hilarious that segment was. So, take but listen, a look. The, there's always been some truth in these cards. When we did the Raptors, there was some truth. If there's a whole lot of truth in the Leafs, it's, it's going well. to be a long summer for Maple Leafs fans. All right, we got to wait one more day to see the Maple Leafs take on the Tampa Bay Lightning at home to kick off the playoffs. Uh, but tonight, you can see the Blue Jays opening up a three-game series on the road against the Houston Astros tonight at 8 p.m. A little later on Sportsnet 1, Sportsnet Now, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, and of course, streaming on sportsnet.ca slash 590 and the Sportsnet app. The 10-6 and 6 Blue Jays and the 7-9 and 9 Houston Astros. You've got Kevin Gosman on the mound. He's your guy. He's your point of confidence. So see if the Blue Jays can continue on, which was a pretty great weekend. Not a series sweep, but a series win against the hottest team in baseball. Yep. And ten and six start as you mentioned, and now you got the Astros and Yankees. If like if mm. you get out of this three and three, and again this is another road trip, like that's a really strong start to the season against a really difficult schedule. So the important games don't stop here for the Blue Jays. It seems like you know pedal to the metal to start, and we could be really looking back fondly on the first first month of the season if this road trip, like the first one, goes pretty well. All right. Tomorrow, Maple Leafs and Lightning, we'll do calls. We'll take your calls at 7.30, so get yourselves ready. Make sure your alarms are set if you're a podcast listener or you're listening now. If you want to tune in and you want to be live with us, 7.30, we'll take your calls to tee up the start of the playoffs for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Enjoy tonight's Toronto Blue Jays game. The tarot cards say good things for the Blue Jays.